Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everybody, and welcome again to the REI Foundation Podcast Live. This is Multifamily Mondays. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. So what are we talking about today, Jason? Today we're talking about syndication. Awesome. So how do you get the money? So before we go into the nitty gritty of syndication and everything that entails, how do you begin having that conversation? So the first thing you do. Well, let's, you want to talk first about why syndication? Okay. All right. So why syndication? If you are looking at a big property and maybe you don't have the funds or the balance sheet or the credit to actually get it across the finish line, there are ways where you can pull money from investors and basically all use investors to capitalize on the economies of scale of buying a large property. Um, so if you're at 10 units and maybe you want to take, take down a hundred unit property, but you don't have the wherewithal, pulling with the right term, time of investors and uh, using funds from all investors can help you get across that finish line. Awesome. So what I was going to say is what you do is you start talking to people. Just start talking to people. Tell people what you're doing, like on a very, very base line. Um, maybe they don't know that you do multifamily. Maybe they know you from from bartending or from from other avenues of businesses that you've had. Tap into that and figure out how you can add value to their life by bringing them into your deal. I find there's two stages. There's the first stage where you have to speak to investors to allow them to know what you're doing as Peely just spoke about. And then the next stage is actually when you have a deal. However, if you do both of those steps at the same time, you create a lot for that prospective investor to take on because first they have to get over the hurdle of you actually doing this new space, or maybe you've been in the space for a while, uh, but they didn't quite clearly understand what you were doing. So what I've done in the past is actually provided a mock deal to investors based on the property that I was going to find based on the returns I was going to be looking for that I would be offering to said investor. And coming from um, different backgrounds, this was my foray into making them understand how much time, how much effort, what I was putting in here and also allowing myself to now become an expert in that field. So they knew that I was taking this track. And so once I got past that hurdle and I was able to size them up and understand what their investment needs were, what their risk tolerance was, what kind of properties they're looking for, uh, what they're looking for in their overall investment strategy, I could better understand exactly what I could bring to the table for them. And then now the next step is when I did find that property, I was able to go back to them, have the conversation again. Remember when we did have that talk and we talked about the properties that I was going to look look to find. Now I do have that property. And at that point, that's how we basically created a network of investors and investor relationships. So once you have the property and once you have the deal going, once you have the investors in it, do you just stop looking for money? 
Uh, no, you should always be looking for money for, for the fact. And it, so always. again, we'll, we're going to just preface that, that neither of us are lawyers. We're not getting no. uh, law advice. Um, so speak to a syndication lawyer, speak to your uh, real estate lawyer, make sure that you do that from the point. Um, there's different ways you can raise money. There's uh, one, um, two, two straightforward ones, 506B, 506C. The 506C lets you market to anyone. You can put it out uh, for a number of platforms that you see out there like uh, CrowdStreet today where they're marketing to everyone. However, those investors need to be accredited, uh, meeting certain parameters, $200,000 more a year. If uh, by yourself, $300,000 together with a spouse for the last two years, I believe, uh, net worth of a million dollars, if um, not including your, your own residence. Or there is also a 506B, which allows you to have 35 non-accredited investors or sophisticated investors. And however, um, Anybody that would be in the 506B has to be someone that has a hands reach, reach relationship with you. So you wouldn't be able to market this out to the open uh, market. You would have to have some pre-existing relationship with that person. And uh, it, sa it says that you should have three prior touches. However, again, consult an attorney to make sure that you're clear on what that pre-existing relationship actually means. And that sophisticated person actually in line uh, has to have some business sense. And so check your guidelines just to make sure that you're staying within the footprint. Again, talk about all this with a lawyer, find a syndication lawyer and get on the conversations that you need to start having with people. Always be looking for money. Now, when you talk about money and you're always looking for money, the reason you want to do this is because people get very excited for the deal and you'll get close to actually getting to the point where the deal is going to be set to close. And unfortunately, at that time, someone or others may have a life event or something else that comes up. Um, their car breaks down, you know, or, you know, or, you know, they're, uh, um, they started a business, didn't re realize they were going to have a tax implication that was above what they had. That one actually um, happened to us. Ha happened to us. And they yeah. were, they didn't want to tell us. Until... Yeah, they felt bad telling us and <laughs> unexpectedly, but it, they waited closer to the timeline. So then we had a hurry in the end to actually get this across the finish line. It's okay to overraise. Um, you could do a few things if you do. You could either prorate the deal back so you have more investors involved, or you could take some of that cash and roll into the next great deal you're gonna have. However, you will always wanna be raising whether you have a deal or not, just so you do not have to worry about this step uh, when you really get going. Past that, when you do have this step in place, remember that you're going to now be pitching to these investors, but you also have to have your syndication lawyer provide you uh, with your private placement memorandum and operating agreement. This is basically going to be laying out what the deal is, the risks, uh, concerns, the terms, everything for said investor. And when you bring that to the investor, it, it's pretty daunting. I mean, it can be 100 to 300 pages, more or less, and it basically can be very overwhelming. And for people out there, a lot of people don't like to read so much. And so they may put no. this off to the finish line. So what we found to be beneficial for us is you're welcome to have your lawyer uh, read this page and page, come back with any questions. You're welcome to also read this, come back with any questions, have anybody else read this, come back with any questions. We've highlighted what we deem the important uh, pages here. They're basically the pages that are the subscription agreement. Uh, they're the questionnaire for which uh, the investors have to fill out. Uh, prime pages in there may lay out the risks, the terms, etc. cetera, uh, payment period, uh, actual look of whole period. And then lastly said to them, 
if you just want the key pages, here's the key pages. We do say you read all of this. However, we found that if you give someone without those pages marked, they will put this off because uh, it's like reading the dictionary for 200 pages. It, there's a lot into it, even though it's, it's daunting. Very, very important. It's daunting. So what did we learn today? Always be raising money. Always be raising money. There's so much to know about syndication, but start raising money now. Have those conversations. I think that's the hardest part is having the conversation and then figure out what you're doing with the syndication. And make sure that you uh, speak to a lawyer. I would speak yes. to a few beforehand just so you can understand <laughs> what the process is, understand the timeline because this is not something that you know you get to deal under um, contract. Uh, you do your due diligence. You get ready to close. You say, I need this agreement. And they, they just pump it out in two or three days. This can be four, six, seven weeks. You're going to wait in this agreement. So you need to engage this lawyer quickly and early in the process, but you want to make sure that you know all the steps, you know the questions to ask, and you know what you will expect and get from that said lawyer, just so you're not at the uh, finish line and you still can't have funds actually come across because you still do not have this agreement in place to be able to give out to your investors. Well, thank you so much for listening. This is the REI Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. So grateful to you for listening. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation Podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.